More Money, More Problems. This is the title of the finest work of the late, great Christopher George Latour Wallace, also known as Notorious B.I.G. Uh, he's a rapper. And uh, he muses a little bit about this problem, the problem in the gospel. He says, A poor man falls asleep thinking of all the money he wishes he had. And the rich man falls asleep thinking of how he can protect all his money. More money, more problems. So let's explore these words of wisdom from Mr. B.I.G. And he would pro he's rolling in his grave right now hearing me say that um, and recite in my, in my way his, his words, his lyrics. But there's also this, this gospel to consider. There's a few problems. First, problem number one. Accumulating stuff is an inconvenience. It's both a practical and a spiritual problem. In the Gospel it says, The rich man asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. What shall I do? It's not a bad problem to have. But still, he's created this problem for himself. And while great wealth does bring comfort, it is also a source of inconvenience. Consider just a few things that go along with having more stuff, with wealth. Locks, alarms, insurance, worries, fears, maintenance, upgrades, and repairs. Just to name a few. Everyone who owns a boat is saying, yep, that's exactly it. It's a constant hassle owning this thing. Just think of all that, that stress wrapped up in our stuff. And consider also how when we are wrapped up in stuff, we tend to turn our cares to that stuff rather to, than to the things that truly matter, like people, for example. In the United States, there are about 25 billion square feet of storage units. That's billion with a B. Meanwhile, in the last 50 years, the average size of a normal house has tripled, and the average size of a normal family has been halved. So we have fewer people and bigger houses, and we still need 25 billion square feet of storage units to store all our stuff. So we're not really suffering nationwide from a problem of poverty, but from the inconvenience of affluence, what this man suffered from. I have this problem. I have too much stuff. My barns can't hold it. So what is the solution to this problem of inconvenience of affluence? St. Josemaria tells us, don't create needs for yourself. Know how to do without the superfluous. And when we do that, we find out what is superfluous, not so much by theoretical rules. I had a theoretical rule for what was too much to own. We tend to break and to bend those rules. So my rule when I was first ordained was, I won't own anything that I can't fit in the back of my pickup truck. One pickup truck full. It took me three pickup trucks pickup trucks full to move here. We tend to break these kind of arbitrary rules. But 
if we're praying about this, if we have an interior disposition towards poverty, towards detachment, and we are consulting perhaps a spiritual director, our confessor, our priest, our deacon, really thinking about this, we'll really stop and think, do I really need this? Or is this superfluous? Is this extra? And if it's something that I do have, what's the good use of it? Is it something that simply gives me a sense of value because it's valuable? Gives me a sense of social standing? Or can it be used for something else? We need to prayerfully consider this. If we can show the world that we own something of value, then we often feel as though we have value. So what's the answer? Be free from the inconvenience of affluence. Because our value doesn't come from our net worth. Our value is already in us, beloved sons and daughters of God, thought of and loved by God for all eternity. Live simply. And we will leave that inconvenience of affluence behind. Problem number two. Wealth creates the illusion of self-sufficiency. It is probably much more difficult to preach in the United States, especially in Maryland and in D.C., than it would ever be to preach in an impoverished country. Why? Because we have so much that we are convinced that we don't need God. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. Here you are. You clearly know you need God, but we're here. We're here, and yet very often we think, well, Lord, what's the point of praying? I have everything I need. Lord, what's the, what's the, what's the point of giving everything I have to you? I have everything I need. These, these thoughts, they have a way of creeping in. And they crept into the thoughts of the man in the parable. The man in the parable goes on to say, Now, as for you, speaking to himself, sign of madness, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. He thinks that he is self-sufficient. And it is an illusion. It's an illusion because everything he has and everything he is, it comes from God. It's all a gift. His very life is a gift. He depends entirely on God no matter how much he has. Yes, riches can buy us a sense of security and buy us out of temporary troubles, but they cannot help us with the central problem which that man faces at the end of the parable. Mortality. The fact that we and the stuff we own passes away. Everything we own, everything we have, even our reputations, these things will pass away. I asked someone the other day, who was the pastor right before Father Gardner? They couldn't recall. And they were here as a child with that pastor. Right? We will be forgotten in no time. Even someone who leads a parish. Things pass away. Houses pass away. Boats pass away. But the love of God does not pass away. St. Tudor Maria tells us again, What attachment to the things of the earth? Soon they will slip from your grasp, for the rich, rich man cannot take his riches to the grave. It doesn't last. We heard in Ecclesiastes, Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. They all pass. So what is the solution to this illusion of self-sufficiency? Well, first to realize that we've been blessed with very much. And having been blessed, 
having been maintained in being by our Lord, given everything we have and everything we are, the solution is to say, all right, Lord, what can I do with what you have given me? The solution is to, in many instances, give these things away, put them to good use for the sake of love. In this way, we learn to trust more in God and not to put our trust in things, things that pass away, but God who does not. Now, perhaps you're not particularly wealthy. Perhaps you don't have lots of stuff stored up, lots of security in that way. Well, join the club. That's all right. Yet we can become still attached to things, even when we don't have much. We become attached in an emotional way to the little that we do have. Very recently, when I moved from my last parish to here, I lost the small bag, I call it my go bag, that I bring with me to emergency calls at the hospital. And in it there are some books, there's some rosaries that I can, I can leave with, with the person. There I have my holy oils, I have the holy water, and I have perhaps one of my most prized possessions, which was a gift to me for my ordination, and it is a small golden container called a pix, which is meant to be what our Lord is carried in in the most blessed sacrament, in Holy, Holy Communion. And it's solid gold, and it is a work of art, really fine, detailed work of art. So here I am, worried about this golden pix. By the way, our Lord wasn't in the, in the, gold, in, in the, in the container. Don't worry, I always empty the container. But here I was worried simply about this piece of gold, this piece of rock, precious though it may be, but I was worried about this thing rather than what the thing can and ought to be used for to bring Christ to other people. How often do we love the thing for the sake of its value in monetary terms and we forget the thing for sake of the value of love? For the purpose of that pix is to bring love himself to people. And here I was, all anxious about the gold. Don't worry, we found it. And everything else besides. So often we can lose sight of the true value of things. Now, problem number three of wealth is this. It's insufficiency. It will never be enough. No matter how much money we have, it will never be enough to fill the hole in our hearts which is meant for love that does not end, for God Himself. You can ask anyone who's outrageously rich. The amount of money that they have is not commensurate with the amount of happiness. It doesn't go up. In fact, it usually goes down. The more money they have, the, the, the lower they feel. Is this all my life is worth? This paper? This dollar amount in a bank account? And the answer is no. You are worth so much more. You are meant for so much more. Scripture tells us there are those who trust in their wealth and boast in the abundance of their riches. No one can by any means redeem another or give God a ransom for himself. For the redemption of his soul is priceless. God, the Father of mercies, has sent His Son into the world to redeem us. That is how priceless you are, that God Himself has given His life 
for you. Mother Teresa has said, One day there springs up the desire for money and all and for all that money can provide. The superfluous, luxury in eating, luxury in dressing, trifles. Needs increase because one thing calls for another. The result is uncontrollable dissatisfaction. That reminds me a lot of that children's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. And then he's going to want to sit by the, by the, in, in your chair, and he's going to want to read a book, and he's going to want to do this and that and that, and that. It just keeps going. The entire book is, if you're so focused on this thing, it never ends. The dissatisfaction does not end. We cannot be filled up by these things. They are insufficient to fill our hearts. No matter how hard we try, how much we have, nothing else can fill the deepest desire of our hearts than love himself, God himself. St. Augustine has said, Restless are our hearts, Lord, until they rest in you. And we've all felt this restlessness at one point, and we've all turned, perhaps, to stuff to fill us up. There's something called retail therapy. Ever, anyone ever heard of retail therapy? It's when you get that sense of emptiness and you get in the car and you go to your favorite store and you buy something that makes you feel better for just a moment. Or more often these days, you feel that sense of emptiness and you type into your phone or your computer, Amazon.com. And a day and a half later, exactly what you wanted shows up on your doorstep. And for a moment you feel great. And a week later, it's just another thing on the shelf or in your closet gathering dust. That thing that we thought would fill us up. No matter what we have, how much we have, it will be insufficient to fill our hearts. It doesn't last. It doesn't fill us up. It doesn't make us happy. Life. True fulfillment consists rather in those things that do not pass away. Love without end, love without limit, love beyond all telling. That is our inheritance, brothers and sisters. Only God, love himself, can fill that hole in our hearts. So the solution to the insufficiency of wealth, of earthly wealth, is to double down on what is truly valuable, now and forever. To be in union with love himself, God himself, it's what we are made for, and it's what we are made of. Love. Love beyond all telling. Love without any beyond any possibility of imagining it. It is what we will do for all eternity. Heaven can be described, because we think of heaven, we know heaven is this. It's perfect union with God. Like, okay, that's nice. That's a great philosophical explanation of, of heaven, Father. Am I going to sit there with my wings and my harp? Heaven is so we have a hard time grasping it because it's so far beyond our grasp. To be in heaven is to fall in love over and over and more and more each and every day for eternity. To the point that you think you will explode because of the love. But you won't. Our Lord will make it possible to experience that. So, everyone is called to live a spirit of poverty and detachment. 
to place things of value in their proper place. Those things that pass away are given the attention that they deserve. It's not a bad thing to own things, but to put them in their proper place. They're not the center of our lives. But we need to consider how can we use this for the sake of love, of God and of neighbor. That which is at the center of our lives is that which truly matters, love. To be poor in spirit is to place everything we have and everything we are all a gift at the throne of God so that he may do something great through you and with it. True wealth is being affluent in those things that last. And the one thing that matters, love. More money, more problems is what the philosopher has said. And we could say more love, more solutions. Solutions that consist in the things that do not pass away. Those things are the love of God and the peace, joy, mercy, forgiveness, happiness in the end that is our divine gift, our inheritance as beloved sons and daughters of God. So let's pursue those things now and forever. Amen.